Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Rick and Morty, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Dylan Heisen, and welcome to our panel discussion for uh, the latest episode of Rick and Morty, Rick Mansing the Stone, that aired this week. Uh, we just had our recap podcast here at Overly Animated. You can find that on our iTunes feeds, overlyanimated.com. Search for us on the App Store and find all of our Rick and Morty content. We're going to be doing two podcasts a week here for Rick and Morty during the season. First, our recap podcast, and now this new podcast, our panel discussion where uh, we will assemble uh, all of our co-hosts who watch the show who were not on our recap podcast, and we will uh, get their opinions on the episode in uh, and potentially score their answers and determine a winner. Let's see how that goes here. <laughs> we'll be our first panel winner. That will be determined today. Uh, so yeah, check us out, overlyanimated.com. Shout out to all of you guys listening to um, us on iTunes. We charted in the top 200 for TV and film this week uh, for Rick and Morty, our Rick and Morty feed. That's awesome. Um, yeah, also shout out to, I think, the Interdimensional RSS podcast. Also charted. People are very excited for uh, Rick and Morty, multiple Rick and Morty podcast charting on the iTunes charts. Um and of course, a million Game of Thrones podcasts, but we don't talk about that. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk uh, Rick Mansing the Stone again. Um, you don't need to listen to our recap podcast to listen to this one, um, but you can if you want. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's let's uh, get into things. I'll introduce our panelists here today. So um, first, uh, we have Alex uh, Bonilla. Alex, uh, what were your uh, impressions of uh, Rick Mansing the Stone? I loved it. Yeah. The the break from the April's Fools episode may have enhanced my viewing of the episode, but I think the jokes were very funny, consistent from beginning to end. They used the setting very well, and uh, a lot of quotable lines here. I think even more than average for a Rick and Morty episode. Ooh, I think that's a hot take. More than average quotable number of lines. <laughs> yeah. I think we need to have a hotter take. There's like a top five number of quotable lines episodes. We'll get into that. Okay. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, we're also joined by John McKenna. John, what were your thoughts on this episode? I didn't like it as much as uh, episode one. Although on the second viewing, I definitely liked how it had a nice flow to it. It dealt with the issue of a, of split family households in a very unique and clever way. And Joel McHale did a great job as both a really ma great Mag Max character and also a guy who looks sort of like he would be not, not out of place at a really weird suburban barbecue of, <laughs> of childless couples. Childless, okay, interesting. That's a very oddly specific take. Okay, I like it. It's the stash. You can definitely see like the white sweater going around his neck at one point. Yeah, I, I agree. If this were the scored section, I would I would give you points for that. But that's that's a good take. I like it. Okay. And uh, last, we're joined by Andy Potter. Andy, uh, take, what's your take on this episode? Uh, I think it's definitely the not. It's I agree with John that it's not as funny as the first episode of the season, and that wasn't even a really laugh out loud episode to begin with. Um, and I but I disagree with Alex that this was had the most quotable lines. It had some really notable gags, but it didn't really have a lot of quotable lines in my mind. But it was a really good episode. I liked it a lot. Uh, that might seem like a uh, an arbitrary distinction, but we'll make that distinction in our questions for today. So, okay, we have our we have our panelists here. Um, so we'll be going through a bunch of uh, questions for from the, from the episode. You can uh, we'll probably be having the same questions every week, so you can play along at home. I guess uh, we'll be I will be uh, after everyone goes for each question. I will grade our answers here on three criteria. These are by the way, if you find this irritating, um, give me give me feedback, and we don't need to do the grading system after. I just think just trying to. <laughs> 
have a shtick for the second uh, Rick and Morty podcast week. But let's see how it goes. Um, there's three criteria. Correctness in quotes. Um, so just like don't say something blatantly not true or like a uh, bad opinion or whatever, which is our obviously an oxymoron. Um, your reasoning, your logic behind the choice, which you state, you'll have to your why. Like, why do you think this? And then lastly, the originality of your answer. So here's where the order I ask will go will be important. So we'll switch off who goes first. But um, if you say the same thing that we heard twice already, you will it will decrease your total. So I'll grade out of three, uh, not necessarily like one point for each of those criteria, just an arbitrary out of three for each question. Um, and uh, then at the end, we will uh, combine the scores and see who is the winner of the panel. <laughs> Are you guys ready? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. A lot of enthusiasm. Inspired by Around the Horn here, although no mute button and uh, no uh, up- re- upticking on everything they're saying. So um, You wish you had a mute button. And no Woody Page chalkboard either. Yeah, no Woody Page. I, I, my mute button could be just kicking people out of the call, so that could happen. But uh, we're not going to do that. <laughs> oh, no. no we're not gonna are do we, that. Al- are we eliminating people? people? Yeah, we might. Al- yeah, that was, I like that. I love elimin- I love the concept of eliminating people from a podcast. We need to get enough people where uh, that won't be a problem. So when we have like six people <laughs> I can start eliminating you guys. Okay, let's do this. Uh, here's my first question. Um, and, and these are broad questions, general questions, because we want to apply them to every episode. So um, who is your MVP of the episode? Who is your most valuable character? Uh, not like not like crew member, but what character in the episode contributed the most to the episode? It could be a minor character. It could be a character specific to this. It could be one of our main characters. Um, you can go wherever you want with this. Uh, Alex, we're starting with you. Okay, I think my my favorite of the episode was Morty because he uh, he is serving his purpose as the vo- voice of reason at least at the beginning. Like, why why are we staying here? Just let let us go. But then uh, once he get gets the arm, like you can see him like breaking through his feelings with the divorce, like letting out all all his anger and kind of like laying it out for us, even though we may have already uh, guessed how he feels about Jerry leaving. And then also just him like going along with the arm, not not really fighting it. And then getting emotional and he has to leave. Uh, like I don't know, it all it all works for me, and I think it, he's a good he's a big focus of the episode and one that like goes well with the with the setting. So I, I enjoyed his parts the most, at least on an emotional level. Ooh, interesting choice. I didn't expect to lead off with Morty here. Um, by the way, I want to make a few things clear. Feel free to respond, uh, you guys. Uh, we can. This doesn't need to be a strict panel uh, format. We can uh, have discussions as well. So if you have something to say after someone finishes, you can uh, feel free to respond. And also, I also want to say, uh, I gave my opinions during the recap podcast. You can find those there. You will not receive points for parroting my opinions back. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> Even though uh, we're grading on correctness here, um, saying uh, what I said from the recap podcast will not earn you points. Okay. Um, any responses to Morty? Uh, I think it's I think it's an interesting choice here. So let's see let's see where you guys go. John, who's your MVP of the episode? Morty is certainly solid, but I'm going to go with Armathy. Ooh. And um and yes, you might think is it is Armathy a character? He's just an arm. But here's the thing: Armathy had interactions with Morty. He had interactions with characters from its past. It had interactions with characters from in the Blood Dome. Armathy has a history which was pretty interesting it was part of a village that got burned down it got morty to let out his feelings for his father not standing up for himself in the divorce and it was able to finally exact its sweet revenge against the guy who murdered his entire family living in that castle the episode wouldn't be this episode without armathy so that's why i'm picking him as my mvp Okay. Okay. I'm I'm liking that. I'm liking this. Uh, the didn't ex- two answers I didn't expect. This is an interesting one, Armathy. Um, I'm sure Armathy will come up in our other uh, questions as well. Andy, uh, MVP of the episode. I mean, I can't believe 
neither of you said Summer. I mean, she's amazing. It, like, just compare the Summer to, in this episode to anything we saw before this season, and it's just incredible the transformation she's gone through. She's just killing people and just taking what she wants, and it really... Like in season one, she was barely like the third character in the show, and now she's clearly the third main character. She's just has this really strong motivations, and we really learn a lot about how she feels in this episode, even more than Morty and Rick, even. And it's just, I love her in this episode. She's great. Every like she she is the focus, I think, from the beginning. Like she leads the adventure to the Mad Max world, and she's the one that triggers them to go home in the end. She's she's just the focus, and I really loved her this episode. She was great. There you go. Andy, going last, somehow got the obvious choice, uh, third pick. So I like I like that, how that worked out for Andy there. Um, yeah, I wanted to stray away from the obvious choice. I was expecting, you know, a, an almost unanimous summer panel right here. Yeah, yeah. So was I. Interesting how this, this, this sequenced out. Other contenders not mentioned, um, you know, Rick, I don't know if Rick did anything super special here, but um, he could be the MVP of every episode, I feel like. Uh, the loser wins. No, no one chose the loser wins uh, to be. That's, that could be Rick as well. <laughs> uh, no, no love for hemorrhage yet the uh, joel McHale character um so these all could have been options as well uh okay here's the scores for this round um john full three points great answer arma three uh andy i give three points as well because summer i feel like is the potentially correct choice here alex only gets two that didn't work out well with that uh that sequencing my thought when alex was giving the morty <laughs> answer was what about armathy isn't he the real mvp and then john immediately hit on it so uh this this goes the order matters here so uh alex in the hole early but let's move on to our <laughs> to our next question <laughs> This is, this is... The system will not... the system's keeping us down, man. <laughs> yeah, when will we? Well, keeping me down. Yeah, keep, yeah you, you, guys you, you, you guys are winning, so I don't know about that. Yeah, I feel like uh, sympathy for the oppressed. Yeah, the, the Rick and Morty episode would rebel against me. That would be the plot of here. So um, let's move on to favorite gag of the episode. So um, this is kind of arbitrary what a gag is, but we also are going to have. I'm going to ask what the favorite line is later. So preferably, this is not just one line. It's kind of a uh, broader uh, comedic thing that. Uh, happens this episode um i feel like a lot most people understand gag but um this is a broad category but uh we're gonna go reverse order here so um andy uh what is your favorite gag from uh this episode and see this is why i didn't pick armathy for the main character i think he's the best gag of the episode he's just just he has quote-unquote motivations but i mean even the flashback it's just you just see the arm and nothing else and that is incredible like and, and then the whole conversation where he wipes Morty's tears, and then the whole conversation with Morty, like, this isn't over. Wait, make a fist if it isn't over. It isn't over. Like, that whole gag, just every single time Armathy is in the scene, it just lands perfectly for me. And it's just, I, I don't really, Armathy is a quote-unquote character, but he's really not. He's just a one-note thing that happens during the course of this episode. Ooh, so Andy making the strong case for Armathy being a gag, not a character. <laughs> what an important distinction uh, here for this panel discussion, I think. We'll, we'll see how that turns out. Um, Alex, you're up. Well, interesting, because my favorite gag candidate was also, I thought, for MVP. But I think by far the best gag was the Morty and Summer bots, just because they, car- <laughs> they carried the B-plot. I mean, Beth on her own, like... Eh, it's kind of predictable that I guess, at least to me, that she'd be like pining over over Jerry, sort of. But just uh, their reactions of like being a caricatures of, of Rick and Morty, and like their lines, especially the Morty bot at the end, like "I want to hold you, I'm alive. Who wants to go run in a stream?" and the, just all that, like it's so, so over the top, and uh, somehow like it's even more over the top than the Mad Mad, the Mad Mads part to me. Uh, I just enjoyed that that 
part most of this episode. Yeah, the, uh, as as discussed on a recap podcast, the 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 bots are a very strong part of this episode. So it's a good answer. Uh, John, your favorite gag here. I've thought about this one. It was a toss up between two, but I have to say it was when Rick went through the portal in that truck and took that one sort of death that uh, death stalker with him. And he's saying, you know, my body is chrome. My blood is gasoline. And he dot and Rick, you know, kill. And I think he, and Rick kills him. And here's the thing. Rick actually says, nope, your blood is actually just blood. For me, that was sort of funny because in I could almost see Rick thinking, you know, if his blood is gasoline, I could use this. He could probably he was thinking he could probably take advantage of it. So that little mention he had was really uh, that was a pretty good gag. It's in keeping with Rick. You know, is he is he insane? Is he not insane? Would he actually do this? Would he not do this? It it was funny because. You couldn't rule out that he was going to use him as a fuel source at one point. Okay, no, I can't do it. I was trying to do it. Um, <laughs> and and it's a Bad Max reference, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I can't. I can't go that high. Okay, um, I don't know how he that's, had it good on the first pod. Yeah, I don't know how that sounded. Yeah, I did better. I did better originally. I really just want to quote that guy. Okay, um, the grades are in. John, see, I didn't find that part that that thing particularly uh, that scene particularly funny compared to some of the other things you're talking about. But you really sold me that with your reasoning and the originality of it. Full marks for you because um, I love this take that Rick killed him to try to experiment with his blood being uh, with his blood being gasoline or like see if he was like uh, telling the truth, just like gather some material. I don't think I don't know if that's what they're going for, but uh, I think that's a funny take on that. Line. No, and. I- if I can just add, I think that's one of the beauty of Rick and Morty is that it has the over-the-top humor, but it also does have some subtle humor to throw in. Like, that you wouldn't really get, at least to me, like, on the first watch. But, like, if you watch it a couple of times, you notice you can go through the motivations of Rick and find it even funnier than it already is at face value. Yeah, I agree. I Yeah, I I didn't pick this up until the second viewing, but that's really the beauty of this kind of show. You could watch it two, three, four times in a, in a space of a week, and you uncover new things as you're doing it which is really one of the, this, this show does that more than maybe any other show on TV right now. Yeah. A lot packed in there. I mean, I didn't notice it at all. I watched it three times. So that, uh, interesting. I don't know. I really don't know if that's what they're going for, but it is, it is a funny take on Rick's motivation there. So I like that. Maybe I'm just, I I was just missing it. Um, yeah, I don't really think that's a gag, but, um, the originality and the reasoning puts that at, at a three points. So three points there. Um, Alex said the typical answer of the, uh, of the, ro- the, the robots, but, it was the correct answer, so he gets full three points here, and he's the only one who's done it. So, um, Andy only gets two points here for Armathy because I don't really think Armathy's a gag. I think you could have said the montage, uh, the flashbacks surrounding Armathy. That's like a more of a specific thing. But I'm going more in this Armathy's a character. I, I was sold on Armathy being a character here, so only two points for Andy. Andy there. Okay. Um, John in, our, in the lead here by a point going into our third question. How are you guys feeling? Pretty good. Pretty We're good. Wait. Making a comeback. Comeback, comeback, yeah. Not, not a lot of comeback room. We, maybe we need to have more points on the line each question, but only three is going to narrow it down. Okay. Um, let's do funniest line of the episode. I'm looking for a specific quote and then your reasoning why this is the funniest line. Um, John, you're up first. Um, this comes right after how uh, the guys, how Hemorrhage describes the guys on leashes as sort of like the interns of Deathstalkers. And as he and Summer are making out a table, once crawling through the door, it says, I'm making a coffee run. Does anyone want? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Great intern gag right there. Uh, that was, I was, I've been an intern for a while. That part was just hilarious. He mentioned them as interns and they actually are the interns because here comes one with the, 
trying to get coffee. Not the most ob- it's not the most obvious line. It's one of those again, it's one of those that they slip right in there, but it was still funny just to hear it and the whole how he didn't skip a beat and just walked right back out of the tent after that. So that was for me, that was one my favorite line. Nice. That's a solid choice. Um Andy, what's your favorite line? Uh my favorite line is right after Rick goes back right after Armithy goes away, it's when Rick helps Morty kill the uh the the guy in the bathtub and he says see morty now we're both accountable and it's i don't i don't know just like just say that rick i think rick legitimately thinks that he's comforting morty by saying this and that <laughs> morty will feel better knowing that he didn't kill someone on his own and i just love that idea because rick's, rick's idea of morals are just completely baffling sometimes because i because i think he really is being being legitimately trying to help morty here and i just don't get it at all I don't understand his morals. It's 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 great. I love it. Okay, and another another solid choice there, Alex. What say you on this? Uh, well, my funniest line was uh, when uh, they're chasing down Rick after he stole the green rock. Summer's like, "No, they're not going to kill you if you give up." And uh, um, Hemorrhage says, oh, "Get me his flesh." But then Morty responds, "Can we not kill them and just imprison them?" And he just uh, responds, "When did I lose control?" <laughs> like at a, just the <laughs> delivery of that line, and like in the middle of all that chaos. And also, this was before he took off his mask. You still see him as a like just the normal uh, Mad Max person, and just like uh, the straightaway uh, delivery just uh, killed me at the first watch. Okay, okay, um, solid choices all around here. You guys are gonna this is, this is an easy question. You all are gonna get full marks here. I disagree the most with Alex's choice, but uh, the, the reasoning, you know, how what am who am I to uh, say your opinion is wrong? Even though that's the entire point of this uh, get panel <laughs> podcast. So, oh my god. Um, <laughs> Even though I say I frequently say that, so uh, full mark, full marks all around. Uh, good, good choices here. Um, any, any uh, things we didn't mention? Lines that you guys want to point out? Loser. L- yeah, just carping all them DMs. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, solid. My but sister provide- died in the spaghetti. Yeah, we didn't talk about that in the recap. I guess that was a good one too. <laughs> but this would provide you nourishment. This only has value to me. Jerry lost a battle with a feral dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, that, that scene really is sold by uh, Jerry's line there. I agree. Uh, uh, also, also underrated line: "Want to piss on him? Get out of my head." <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good one too. Okay, yeah, these are all good, and we didn't even, we t- we basically just quoted the episode the entire uh, last podcast, but it's still we're coming up with the ones here we didn't even talk about. So good stuff here. Okay, um, it's time to grade the episode. Um, this is. Uh, <laughs> I need an A to an F, uh, somewhere on that scale. Um, and determining what is co- what composes the scale is entirely up to you. So that must be part of your reasoning as well. Why are you giving it this grade? What is that relative to? I will not be giving the, the relativeness of the scale to you. So, uh, Alex, you're up. What's your grade for Rick Mansing the Stone? I give it a B. Uh, just uh, uh, compared to a normal Rick and Morty episode, like for reference, my A plus episodes would like given in, uh, would be my like, top three: the the wedding squanchers, Rick Shank Redemption, the Ricks must be crazy. And I think a, a B is a good place for this. It, it's got a lot of quotes. It, it's really funny. I don't think the the plot is strong enough to uh, compared to those other episodes to make it a a top tier episode. But it is definitely a top ha- uh, maybe even top ten episode in my book. Ooh, maybe even top 10. Okay. Um, does anyone, will anyone go bolder? Um, Andy, what's your grade? I give it a B plus. I'm in kind of the same park as Alex, but I think that um, 
his grading's a little skewed. Uh, most episodes of, and this is against all the other episodes of Rick and Morty. So again, A pluses are like the best episodes of all time, like Rick Shank Redemption, Total Rick All, The Ricks Must Be Crazy, stuff like that. Like stuff that I just sit down, either laugh out loud or just, just really like the story in them. But um, this, I think, I think no episode of Rick and Morty would go below C. So this whole scale is really skewed. But um, so I think this is a B plus just based on all of that. And yeah, that's just how I, how I place it. B plus. Okay, uh, John, what's your grade? Uh, I'm gonna agree and say B plus. Uh, for me, the A, the A and A minuses are really reserved for the ones that either A, maybe laugh out la- laugh out loud funny, or B, I would keep thinking about them for like the next few days because I couldn't believe what I saw, or was still trying to process what I saw, and all that. This was just a really good, solid episode. It had great theme. It had a theme. It followed through on it. The B plot with the robots was hilarious. It had all those little in those little in jokes, the Mad Max references. It was just a very solid follow-up to Rick Shank Redemption. And that and it didn't it didn't have any of those wow standout moments, but it would, you know, it was a good solid episode. So that's why I'm putting it in the B in the B plus category. It didn't have the A material I was looking for, but you know, a B plus Rick and Morty episode beats an A episode of nearly any other show on T nearly any other show. So, yeah, I, I love how somehow I ended up giving it the lowest grade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I call this an average Rick and Morty episode. So if uh, C is an average Rick and Morty episode and this is a C, but um, I, it's hard. It's, that feels harsh, right? Like <laughs> giving, giving it that. But that's relative to um, other episodes. So, um, Andy, you said that Alex's scale was skewed, but then you proceeded to call your scale also skewed. So I don't really know. What but I, I don't really know what you're going I'm for. I'm saying here. that Alex isn't, isn't including that skewing into his grading. Yeah, but you, he needs to. Uh, yeah, I'm, like I'm for, like for me, like I, I'd put the worst episode at an F, like the Purge episode mm. or something. But that's not. Would you would you really put an F on any Rick and Morty episode? That feels. If, if I'm comparing them to other Rick and Morty episodes, yes. I don't think there's a single F though among them. If we were what's doing the, like a zero real, to ten, what's the, so for me, the what would the, qualify an F? Right, so, for Rick and Morty. Right, so the pilot, pilot, the pilot's the worst episode. Oh, okay, that's a hot take. Oh, I think the pilot never aired. Yeah, I think it did. I believe it did. Isn't it just oh, the first? Yeah, it's episode? just the first the, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah the pilot. The pilot yeah, yeah, there, it's confusing because the first episode is called pilot, but then there's also that unheard pilot. Yeah. Um, okay, so Andy, uh, I don't buy that explanation. Andy gets a two for that. Uh, <laughs> that contradiction. <laughs> Alex's answer, um, I think, was pretty standard. Nothing jumped out, so he also gets a two. John, I think, explained it the best, so I think I'll give him a three on that. So. Um, it's. Uh, I think the scale is explained the best. Although I do agree with um, what Andy is trying to, or what Alex is trying to say, and that uh, the worst episode you get an F. But um, I, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll we'll see how this affects future answers. But uh, yeah, more more defined scale is good here. So um, let's let's get test your guys uh, with some un uh, unsolicited questions from before. So um, here's a uh, one that you all probably did not prepare for. What was your least favorite thing? about this episode what were you most disappointed in either of those questions least favorite or most disappointed in no one gave this an a no one said it was a top tier episode right so um what uh what one single elements uh were you most disappointed in let's start with john um i would say the one i'm probably most disappointed in was the this is such a niggling comment but maybe the lack of interaction between beth and jerry in the beginning i'm Maybe it should have been, I don't know, maybe it could have had maybe 5, 10, 15 seconds of her maybe showing a little bit more regret, because we did see that later on in the episode. She was starting to have second thoughts about the whole idea. Maybe that could have happened a little bit when Jerry was standing in the garage, but 
again, this is just a ve- this is a very minor thing. She was like, "Hey, bye, kids." He's saying, "No, the kids went into a portal." And she's like, "Okay, bye." I mean, I would have liked a little bit more, maybe at that point. I'm not sure how that would have worked in the whole episode, but I think if there there been a little bit more of that, the later scenes where Beth is sort of breaking out and bursting into tears, talking to her robot kids, that might have made that a little stronger. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Needs more of setup for the uh, emotional moments. Uh, like, but it, that, I mean, we're kind of, I mean, again, it's like I, I laid out my criteria on why I gave it a B plus for me, like having a little extra would have been sort of adding, you know, maybe gilding the lily a little bit. But but yeah, that's that's sort of what I felt could have used a little improvement. OK, OK. Um, Alex, uh, most disappointing thing about the episode. I definitely was going to go with the usage of Beth in this episode, but since that's taken, uh, I don't think hemorrhage was used in the best way possible. Like, his best lines come responding to Summer or responding to someone else, but on his own, he's not really a character that, like, I cared much about or found him, like, funny by himself. Uh, Like, the whole taking off the bucket and uh, showing his real face, like, it it didn't really land that part to me. And uh, you know, the gen- then just turning into a sitcom family, <laughs> like I guess the idea is funny, but like it, in the episode, I think it was just executed very cliche like. So uh, just hemorrhage in general wasn't exactly the, a standout in this episode. Uh, Alex, a, a big Joel McHale fan, and you were disappointed. Is that it? Uh, no, like <laughs> no. I don't have any. Oh, that's I don't have any points. connection to Joel oh, McHale's work. We, we, no, that that loses you. <laughs> I'm I'm judging this within the Rick and Morty oh, okay, universe. Okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. Okay, um, no, uh, we all must be community fans here. That's that's required. Okay, <laughs> even if you're not, you have to pretend yeah. to be. Okay, uh, and the, and we and we don't need to be great outdoors fans. No, that yeah, that you don't need. To no, be great, too. great indoors fans. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Thank God, even... that was canceled. <laughs> oh, harsh statement. Did you ever watch that? I saw the whole first season. Oh, wow. It's like, Ooh. yeah, there it is. I, I was begging for like, put it this way, Joel McHale is funny. I was hoping Stephen Fry would save it, but even he couldn't save that. As, and Stephen Fry is hilarious. Yeah, I was about to say, what are you basing that off of? You've actually seen the whole season. So, um, okay, I trust your opinion on this. The, no, the, the, just, joke, the jokes get old after the first two episodes. Okay, yeah, it seemed like that from the, the soup promos. is good. The, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Noted, noted. Um, uh, Andy, uh, most disappointing thing from the episode. And are you a community fan? Uh, clearly, I've watched okay, all, good, the whole good. show. That'll, that'll get you bonus points. Um, but uh, my the most disappointing moment is that Jerry actually had like a touching moment with Summer. Like, no, he's not allowed to have those. He's not allowed <laughs> to have a nice moment with his daughter. He needs to just be kicked in the dirt more and more and more. I don't like it. it it's not good. He's living in a motel across from prostitutes. How much money still has? It's, it's not okay. It's not okay. You shouldn't get to hug Summer. Summer should hate him. Morty should hate him. Beth should hate him. That's all that should exist. That's all it should be. I don't want nuance here. I want Jerry to have a horrible life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I think we can tell which answers you guys were, which questions you guys were prepared for. Not this one, because these were by far the worst answers out of, out of all of these, I would say. Hooray! <laughs> hey! Okay. Andy, that was a terrible answer. You get a one for that. What do you, I mean, I look, <laughs> look. <laughs> they took the only good things left, Dylan. Oh There's god. nothing left. No! Like, oh my god, look, I love shitting on Jerry as much as the next guy, but that was a good, a good moment in the episode. That is not what's wrong with this was- episode. Come on. I, I don't really by the I think it's to say. Yeah, and the Lear's the loser win. Yeah, Andy trying to pull things out of thin air. Um, I am. J- that's how I do, Dylan. Yeah, I guess so. John, I'm also giving a one because I don't think that's what was wrong. I agree with what you're saying, but I don't think it was what was wrong with the episode. Um, I feel like most disappointing thing that there just wasn't more setup. I don't know. I don't know about that. Alex was closest. I'll give him a two. 
Um, like I agree, hemorrhage wasn't incredibly well utilized. Uh, but you know, this the are these really the reasons why this wasn't a standout episode? I feel like it's um this wouldn't have been a good answer, but they, it's like there's were just there just weren't enough huge standout moments, right? Like it just wasn't funny enough. Like you got to fr- turn that into a way, like uh, an actual. But if you say that, Dylan, then you're sa- you're taking more away from the story, which is what was why this episode would be standout in the first place the story about their marriage and their divorce and so if you talk about if you had more jokes you take that away from that it's hard i mean i think you can think i think the best rick and morty episodes have both probably they have uh that that great humor those great uh subversions and uh great use of the characters and the plot of the show so um i don't know we'll workshop we'll workshop more what we what we found disappointing but yeah i i feel like maybe let me know if you agree in the comments but um i, I feel like these were not these are not the right answers but here we are um we it's a close race uh we'll see if i insert a question at the end but ha- let's let's look ahead to next episode i want predictions for pickle rick now the problem is we already know a lot about this episode because it was heavily featured in the trailer. We saw the promo for next episode. Um, any specific predictions? Um, and uh, what in general do you think will happen? Uh, Alex, you're up. Um, Pickle Rick joins the band of renegades who who don't who recognize him, and because of that, he needs to change into this pickle. And they're looking for a tool that will save their society, but Rick just wants it for a piece that will help improve his uh, razor or something. And meanwhile, Morty sits it out, says this is stupid, and just uh, goes to the custody hearing, and it's, uh, hears Jerry explain how his marriage failed, and in general just puts himself deeper in a hole of misery. Okay, interesting. So that was like, uh, you were like reciting like the future Wikipedia episode summary. <laughs> so, I kind of like that. You're like, uh, you, you, that, that's your superpowers. You can see the future, but only what the Wikipedia summary of something will be in the future. I would love Wikipedia to say Jerry falls in a hole of misery. <laughs> <laughs> that might be an episode description. Yeah. So that's, that's Alex's pitch for writing for the show. <laughs> hole of misery. That's Jerry, to, Jerry to well for an entire episode. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised they haven't done that to be honest. So, uh, John predictions for pickle Rick. It is literally just one long, big setup for Rick to say that he's finally got himself in a pickle. <laughs> yeah, yes, I needed I to grow joke somewhere in here tonight. Um, actually, I, probably what's going to happen is he's going to be a pickle. He's going to find his way into a jar. He's going to find his way over to the supermarket where he knows a specific, the villain of the week is going to buy that pickle jar, take it home. He's going to have a either an energy source or some plasma weapon or whatever and rick will then revert back to his normal self take the plasma weapon and use it to i'm assuming create a robot that teaches blackjack what he created a robot that all that only purpose is to pass butter so why not okay i like the specific prediction based off of nothing i like that okay i'm trying to avoid going into the trailer because i did see the trailer so this is just a totally completely no, you can say uh, trailer. i mean you don't i don't want you to pair it back the trailer but yeah okay interesting Interesting. Okay. Um, Andy, your predictions. I think that you guys are going way too complicated. I think Rick said it himself. There's not going to be anything complicated. It's just going to be Rick is a pickle for an entire episode. He's going to fight rats. He's going to do some really weird stuff. And Morty and everyone else have a weird B plot that no one can predict. Like maybe they'll play Yahtzee again. Or maybe Jerry will fight that, find that coyote. I don't know. But I think it's just going to be Rick for most of the episode. Like total Rick all where it's just 
one thing and that's it. And there's not going to be any complexity. There's not going to be like the tiny Rick thing at the end with some kind of look into Rick's head. It's just going to be him as a pickle. That's it. There's nothing else going on. There's no depth here. Mm. Ooh. Ooh, why boo? <laughs> I don't know. It just it feels like season three is just going on, on a route where like it is trying to do a bit more like incorporating the um the outside elements, whether it be divorce or, or Rick's personality into the equation. So just going back to like a season one type episode where like it really has absolutely no point or no character explanation. Like, I don't know. That would that would be a bit of a disappointment if it went that way. I agree, but I think that they tr- like Rick tried to say exactly that in the promo. But do we believe him? No. <laughs> I believe him when he's talking to the audience, and that's it. And that was kind of talking straight to us. Yeah, but you know they're going to throw something in there. I mean, I don't think I've yeah. gone through a Rick and Morty episode yet where there's not some something hidden in there. Hmm. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, there's all Rick and Morty episodes have depth to them, just to a certain extent. So... Um, that being said, I'm giving Andy a three here because, and the other two of you a two because uh, Andy had the. It's like it's such a stupid concept. This is this is the most correct prediction. I feel like will be. I mean, obviously, I don't know, but um, like, this is pickle Rick? I mean, really, like, what are we predicting here? Like, just, I feel like we needed to. That was the Andy had the closest answer to like, really, we're doing predictions for pickle Rick. Like, that's what I wanted to hear. Was um, this is gonna be fucking stupid? Like, what are we? What are we even talking about? <laughs> I do agree. Ninety percent chance we get. I'm in a pickle in, in the yeah, episode. Yeah, I, I did like that. I did like that. I'm in a pickle. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I don't think we'll get that. Also, do our scores retroactively change if our predictions are correct? Oh mm, no, no. Your score locked in. Locked oh. in now. Do I? It's like getting fan theory, right? You get you can pat yourself on the head and and brag and brag. I told you so on Tumblr, but that's about it. Uh, yeah, I don't know how big the Tumblr Rick and Morty community is, but uh, yeah, I agree. We'll have the, a Rick and Morty meta tag. I've never been on that, but we're losing the listeners. <laughs> the Tumblr talk. Okay. Um, let me think of a last question here to wrap things up. So, um, Do we have a score recap no, so no, far? No, I'm going to hide the score until uh, until the end here. <laughs> I know who's in the lead. It's um, it's someone. So uh, it might be me. I might be winning. Um, maybe I'm secretly scoring myself. That'd be a twist. Yeah. Uh, who, what's the... <laughs> I don't know. Let's see how this goes. You, uh, what's the smartest thing someone has said on this podcast or our recap podcast? What's been your favorite hot take about Rick and Morty? It doesn't have to be hot take um, from our Rick and Morty podcast this week. Wrapping up our coverage of this week. Um, Alex, what stands out to you? What's been the the best thing that anyone here has said? That I guess the uh, the fr- the breath of fresh. Uh, yeah. How do I say this? <laughs> Well, just the realization that, yeah, Pickle Rick will probably be stupid. We're hyping this up, and I guess if we're going to look at this realistically, uh, Pickle Rick is probably just going to be a bunch of puns, a bunch of uh, silly stuff, and maybe the more, if there is a Morty subplot, it'll matter not at all. So just, uh, I guess, a, a, a sense of realism so here. Who do you attribute that to? I'm, uh, Andy. Andy, ooh, he, giving he, props he, to Andy. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, he de- he depressed me. <laughs> By the way, I don't. I'm, I'm, just, I'm not. I'm not saying that pickle work will not be great television. In fact, um, there's been some hype from from the, the creators and stuff. We'll see. Um, you know, it's just gonna be it's gonna be stupid, but great. That's my prediction, basically. So um, let's clarify. Like, I'm not. I'm not expecting Rick and Morty's always great. So I'm, let's let's get that out there. Um, Andy, who who's made the best points this week about Rick and Morty? I think I really, despite what I said earlier, I do like 
what John said about Armathy and about him being a character, and I liked his deconstruction of that. That was that convinced me, but I still had to make my arguments other way, otherwise for points' sake. But um, I really did appreciate John's John's um, view on that. Okay, um, John, what's what's your answer to this? Andy just totally shitting on Jerry. <laughs> uh, that was. <laughs> Notice it's like you you know how Jerry's supposed to be this this a sort of sympathetic character. Nope, not with Andy. It's just I don't want to see him interact with sorry. He has to be a loser. He needs to be put in a hole of misery forever. That might that's probably like the most hilarious way to put it. So I gotta give Andy a lot of credit for that. Okay, I think this question failed because this is not <laughs> this is not what I was looking for. Um uh, all ones It's smart it's smart though. It we should be I gave him low, I gave him low that's, points that's, for that grade. Obviously that's not the smartest thing that was said. I, he, I gave I gave that got a one that answer, but um I don't want props for that, John. I, I mean, don't. it is funny. I do think that was a funny answer. So in that regard, I like that. Um, Andy and Alex lose points for trying to suck up to each other. So you all get ones. Um, the correct answer is to say something either you said or what I said. Like you yourself or me. Those were the correct answers. <laughs> That's, Didn't uh, you say someone oh, else? In the- I said anyone. I said anyone. You could have said yourself. Oh. <laughs> okay. I regret that being a question. But let's tabulate the results here. Um, we're going to do minus. So who lost points from a three? So uh, John was a minus five um andy was a minus uh seven and then alex was a minus two three four five six two three four five six so john mckenna wins our first panel this week john congratulations what do you have to say you know as soon as i saw what the theme was i was really hoping we'd be beyond thunderdome with those jokes yeah, is, is is I'm missing okay. the joke here. Mad Max Two. Is it just called Tina Turner should be coming in okay. soon. <laughs> yes, exactly. Alex. Beyond. Alex understood and didn't laugh, so I don't know what that says about about that. <laughs> I'm still recovering from the loss. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> okay, I like I like that uh, you went with a pun in your victory speech. So that's good. Yeah, what your fa- you went with a pun in your FaceTime. Okay, interesting, interesting. We'll see. Uh, any reactions, uh, Alex and Andy? Are you disappointed? Uh, Go ahead. Well, I'm aware that I'm a new Rick and Morty fan, so my opinions are not Mm. as highly regarded here, but I will gain more trust from you in the future. (laughs) Andy, what about you? I I knew it was over when when you asked that question, Dylan. I knew it was over. You asked what I was most disappointed in. It was over. I had nothing. (laughs) I went blank. Okay. So the, I think the conclusion here is you guys were pretty, you guys were very well prepared for the, the questions I sent you in an email well in advance, but uh, these new ones, uh, I don't know about that. So uh, we'll work on that as we go. So um, John, our first winner, um, congratulations here. Uh, overall, we are happy, but not incredibly in love with this episode, I would say, in summary. That's basically been the opinion of everyone who's, who's all, all people who've been on this has been good episode, potentially great episode, but not like top, 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 top. Yeah, uh, definitely a good start to the new good season. Start to the new season. I have seen some negative reactions online, but you know, people react negatively to anything. I don't get yeah. that. I don't. I don't know. Um, there's like people who are up. Is it debut? Is it what? It's not the season debut, but it was a good. So- but it was just a nice, good, solid episode. It, it's probably not going to be the best one of the season for sure. Yeah, I was thinking of asking that. When the season ends, this will be the blank best episode. But we would all have said like five or something, right? So um five six yeah uh yeah so we're all, uh we're very excited for the rest of these episodes here i i would hope that we have a solid four episodes that are better than that co- this coming up i'll say that 
I did I did really like this, but um this isn't the uh you know, this isn't the brilliance, top tier brilliance that uh we've gotten each of the past two seasons. And I, and personally I don't think the first episode was, although other people uh had differing opinions there. So um any uh, John, any final comments? It is so glad for it to be back on TV. And it's it's finally something for me to do after watching Game of Thrones. So the timing worked. Yeah, we have a uh, four-week overlap between Rick and Morty and Game of Thrones. This is uh, pretty pretty hype for 20-year-old males, I feel like. twenty twenties. It's like uh, Sunday night, you're going to bed early? Not, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah, except except me, I did. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what a what Rick and Morty Game of Thrones crossover podcast we can have. I was thinking about that, so I'll keep. Uh, we might have a special, oh, a special third one in a week where we get people who watch both, and we can uh, discuss discuss uh, the parallels between the shows. I think that'd be fun. Oh, there is zero. Oh, there's definitely there's definitely parallels. There's okay. There's something. I'm, I'm exaggerating for effect, but I mean, yeah, yeah. How uh, is Rick more evil than anyone in Game of Thrones? That that type of question. Oh, okay. So yeah, you're yeah. saying, I yeah, think, yeah, I think he's like an insane Tywin. Ooh, uh, I like that. Okay, uh, I'll buy that. That's a, so okay. We'll say, well, this, these are the takes that we'll have on that podcast. Okay, um, Andy, what are your final thoughts here? Uh, Morty's like Podrick. Hmm. See, we're spoiling that podcast, but uh, I agree. The Morty, <laughs> the Morty Podrick comparison. I like that one. Uh, that's all I have. Okay, it, it was a good episode. Nothing, ama- nothing mind blowing, but it was good. Alex, final thoughts. Uh, Rick and Morty premiered on the same day as a new episode of Tangled Ever After, and boy, did I have a tough decision. See, you say that you said that in the group, and I said I assume they're not airing at the same time. Shh, don't tell them that. <laughs> I assume Disney Channel is not airing. Uh... The, the only time I can watch episodes is at eleven o'clock at How night. How was Tangled Ever After this week? It was fine. (laughs) I'm glad. uh, I'm glad. Out of the uh, people listening, it's probably like maybe one person is like, "Oh yeah, I also watched Tangled Ever After this week." Like maybe one, (laughs) if that. I don't know. You just made that guy's day, Alex. Congratulations. Cassandra would fit really well in the Mad Mats universe. I don't know what that means, but okay. (laughs) I don't know what. Yeah, like hot take question yeah i have zero context (laughs) for this was that a character i saw the movie i think was that a character from the movie no no it's it's a new character for the show um yeah we're 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 shipping cassandra and rapunzel so that there's a who's we who else is watching this um the the, the dozens of fans (laughs) okay Okay, and and the tens of fans that like both that and Rick and Morty. Yeah. For context, uh, people who listen to this, but not our other podcast, we are an animation podcast. We do talk about uh, kids shows too. So, oh really? Yeah. That is yeah. That's a good. That's a good segue. Um, yeah. If you just listen to our Rick and Morty feed, if you want to check out our other stuff, you can find our main feed. Just search "overly animated" um, in the uh, app store, and uh, you will find us. Or not the I guess the iTunes, whatever, whatever it's called. And um, yeah, we we podcast on other stuff. We have Voltron Legendary Defender coming up. Uh, on Friday, new season. I feel like that's one of the shows that Rick and Morty fans would be more likely to like. It's a pretty serious kind of uh, dramatic action-y show, robots fighting, you know. I'm most uh, One of the most adult appealing ones. And of course, we always plug Star vs. the Force of Evil, which is the Rick and Morty for kids. Um, so uh, if you can uh, palette more uh, younger-oriented stuff, then uh, the you could watch uh, Star and check out our Star coverage. So, um, find yeah, find all of our stuff overlyanimated.com. Thank you guys very much for listening. We've had great numbers here this first week. 
Um, definitely let me know in the comments what you liked and didn't like about this coverage. I think this this first one, this first panel is a mixed bag. I don't know. I thought it was fun, but um, <laughs> maybe there could be improvements made. So let me know any potential improvements. There's uh, Find any way to contact us on OverlyAnimated.com. Um, you can also just comment on the uh, post that we have on the site for this podcast. Um, and uh, if you really enjoy us, consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash overly animated. Thank you very much to all of our patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Phonician, aka Fusion. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Andy. So um, uh, we will be back uh, covering next week's episode, Pickle Rick, a lot of hype for that. Um, potentially different times for those podcasts. We'll see. Just uh, subscribe to our Rick and Morty feed um, to make sure you don't miss it. And yeah, so that's going to wrap up our our uh, coverage for... Uh, I always forget that. Rick Mansing the Stone. I always forget, If you notice, I pause before I say the name because I just don't remember the name of this episode because it's nothing to do with anything. I guess the stone is like the isotope. I don't know. Like, what is... It's, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, a, it's a movie. Sense. It's a movie pun, but I don't know what the movie has to do with this. I've, I've not seen. We discussed this on a previous one. I have not seen Romancing the Stone. Okay. Um, so yeah, thank you guys very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Adios. Bye. Take care. <laughs>